This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 254 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Stinky Advice. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Kentucky Performance Products. You can visit them at kppusa.com. And Horse Quencher can be found at horsequencher.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop I'm Glenda Geek And I'm Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Well howdy Helena How are you today? Good, how are things in Rhode Island? They're hot and sunny, which well, is kind of nice. That's a good thing, right? Well, it's been cool and misty lately, so this is a nice little change. Have you been to the beach yet? I have not. It's <laughs> no. 10 minutes walk by your house. <laughs> um, I know. It's one mile away. <laughs> I know, I know. I'll get there. There is this thing called work. Life, yeah. Work, it's funny you know. how life gets in the way of fun. Kind of keeps you tied to a chair for most of the day. But yeah, hopefully we'll get there. Well, Gracie's last day of school was yesterday, so oh, we... they go a long time, don't they? <laughs> they well, they had, we had extra snow days this year. It was a snowy winter, so the kids had to stick it out for a few extra days in June. But we'll, be- we'll head down there later this afternoon. I bet you she was very happy to get that done this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She slept until 8.20 today, and that is one heck of a luxury. <laughs> well, good for her. Good for her. Now she gets the whole summer off to do whatever she wants. Pretty any much, camps? yeah. Any camps? You go on any riding camps or any camp? Um, no, no, no. Money's a little tight this year, so we're going to just do a lot of catch riding. Well, cool. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. She can she can go down to the beach now, too. So. Yep. It's nice because yep. it's so close to your house. Yeah, we can ride our bikes down there, and there's always lots of stuff to do. You know, it's it's not like there's anything lacking. I mean, to do, really to do any kind of camp is, um, that's really just entertainment factor, you know? Now, is Little Compton a big enough town where it has little fairs and festivals and parades? Yes. Yes? Okay. Yes. We have little fairs. and I mean, it's a small town, but because it's, because we are a summer town, you know, a resort All town, essentially. come in, yeah. Yeah, all the summer people come in, so there's always things to do in the summer because we just, that's when we plan our stuff, you know. We have, the church fair is a big deal here, <laughs> like a really big deal. <laughs> like the whole center of town shuts down and there's tents up and those dunking tanks and burgers cooking on the grill. It's really cool. We, we see, and we're just the opposite down here in Florida because this is this is really our winter, so um, there's not much that goes on in in especially July and August, because it's so hot. So uh, nobody plans anything. So there's actually very little to do in July and August down here that are special event-wise. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a completely opposite thing, which is weird. It's a, we're not quite used to that yet. It's like, it's summer. We should be doing things. <laughs> so, 
So uh, there is a July 4th parade at a really cool town called Micanopy uh, that we go to that's uh, between here and Gainesville. And it's this quaint little old town in part of Florida there that is covered. I mean, every street has these huge live oak trees with all the Spanish moss. So it's this beautiful little town with all these old-style Florida houses with the huge oak trees with Spanish moss just everywhere. So you walk down the streets, and the streets are just lined with these oak trees. It is just beautiful. It sounds really nice. Yeah, it's kind of neat. So, you know, to have the July 4th parade there, uh, you know, amongst the old oak trees is really cool. That's really really neat. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Well, today is all about... Uh, Little Compton and Ocala. No, no, it's really not. Uh, we, we actually have guests lined up for today. We're going to get a little trainer tip coming up here shortly from Michelle Bergeron. She is of the Right Lead Equestrian Center in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And then you have a, our main guest coming on today. Yes, we have Leslie Stevenson, and she has a business called My Virtual Eventing Coach. And I've been following her on Facebook for about a year now. And I am just so impressed with her training philosophy and her personal philosophies and, of course, um, her successes with her students. So I, she's a lot of great. Talk about good advice. You know, Right Lead Equestrian Center has great advice. Um, Leslie's got great advice. So there's actually a lot of good advice we have this weekend or this week or this weekend. Yeah, we're, this is Friday. People can listen over the weekend. And we're going to add to that some more great advice. Uh, Helena picked a product that's going to help horse husbands everywhere have their horse wives stink less. That's right. We're going to help our wives stink a lot less. Coming up on today's show. It's not quite what you meant by it, but that's what I interpreted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have your own way of interpreting things. That's okay. I've learned to live with it. Okay. Well, let's get to, this is a tip that uh, we got right after this word from, right after this nutrition minute from Kentucky Performance Products. We have a tip that we're borrowing from Horse Tip Daily. It's a show that Coach Jen does here on the Horse Radio Network. They have uh, just gone over 800 episodes over there. And Jennifer does these tips with Michelle Bergeron of Right Lead Equestrian Center down in Baton Rouge. She's an event rider as well as a side saddle rider and, and, a, and a fox hunter and all of that. Well, they did a tip recently on keeping your heels down and, uh, and how, how some people have trouble with that and what you can do to accomplish that. So we're going to take a listen to that and we'll be right back. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Electrolytes. Who needs them? Your horse, that's who. Electrolytes perform critical functions within your horse's body. They help regulate nerve and muscle functions by carrying electrical impulses between cells. In addition, electrolytes assist the body in maintaining a healthy fluid balance by controlling your horse's desire to drink. When your horse loses significant amounts of electrolytes and fluids, problems such as dehydration, muscle cramping, fatigue, tying up, and colic may occur. Even in mild forms, these conditions can have a negative impact on your horse's ability to perform and recover after exercise. Top riders and veterinarians turn to Summer Games Electrolyte to keep their horse healthy in hot weather, and you can too. 
Summer Games replenishes the electrolytes and trace minerals lost when your horse sweats, and it stimulates the thirst response so your horse continues to drink and stay properly hydrated. So when the going gets hot, trust Summer Games Electrolyte from Kentucky Performance Products to protect your horse. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. And welcome back for another Trading Tips with Michelle. Michelle Bergeron is here from Rightly Equestrian Center in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. What is on the docket today, my dear? Well, I think you have a listener question about position and keeping the heels down. Oh, that's right. I got, I actually got an email. I was so excited. <laughs> Listener Tabby wrote in to us and she is an intermediate level rider and she rides English and has been taking lessons for about a year now. And her instructor is constantly telling her to put her heels down. And she says, I can't seem to keep my heels down, even though I'm trying help me. And then help me was in all caps. So uh, what would you suggest for this intermediate level rider to help her get her heels down so her riding instructor does not go horse and or pull her hair out? <laughs> well, and it's important, too, because she can't really move on and do the really cool stuff like jumping and going out in the field and, and riding across the country until she can really keep the heels down. This isn't a matter of her instructor just saying this to irritate her. There's, there's a, <laughs> no. Really? Yeah, you know. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of good reasons behind this. You know, the longer your leg is, the more surface area you have on your horse, the better the contact is, your balance needs to be low down in your body, not high up, all these things to help keep you stay on and stay in the middle of your horse and not come off and, and uh, not ride because the goal is to stay up there the whole time. And I see this fairly frequently with riders that come to me. Uh, Some of them have a physical defect. They've broken the ankle. They've had uh, some sort of tissue damage to the leg. But that's okay because you can always make it better unless you've got a fusion, which I don't often see. You can always make it better. So the first thing where we want to start is on the lunge line and two-point position. And I'm going to assume that we all know what two-point position is, also known as half-seat or jumping position. Aha. Uh-huh. So and, let, it, let us not yep. assume, Michelle, because we have lots of okay. Western riders out there and probably a lot, oh, of, yeah. um, True. a lot of the beginner or maybe novice-level endurance riders who listen to the show might not okay. be familiar with the term. Okay. So let us, let us give, give our listening audience two-point or half-seat position 101. What does that mean as far as where our parts are hanging out. All right. So when you're sitting on your horse, just relaxed and looking forward, you are contacting the horse in three places, your seat and two legs. So that is your three-point position. When we remove one, the most obvious one would be the seat. And so you are now in two-point position contacting your horse with your two legs. So if you think about how riders look as they come to a jump and they're off the saddle and their hip is towards the back of the saddle without their butt being in the tack. The shoulders are a little bit lower. Their center of gravity is close to the horse. This is the two-point position. I don't know if you have anything to add Got to it. that. Two po- and that's good because the one point we want to remove is the seat. We don't really want yeah. to remove the legs because that would be disastrous, I would think. 
So that, you know, if you're riding around with a seat in one leg, it's probably not going to work out real well. No, no. Bad thing to do. So I've got a good visual. Okay, continue. Okay. So I like the lunge line because the rider can then really concentrate on stretching the leg down, stretching the heel cords, letting the leg become longer. And they don't have to worry about steering the horse and, oh, God, are my reins the right length? Do I turn left? Do I turn right? What if he doesn't go? It just removes all that. I can drive, and this allows the rider to really think about what they're doing and focus in one area instead of having to multitask. I'm for so, that. I'm not a good multitasker. I'm for that. Not Thank a you. lot of people are, and that's not, not a problem. That's why we, you know, your instructor should be able to present the same information to you in different ways to, to help you figure out which is best for you. Um, it doesn't have to stop when you leave the farm. You know, you can walk, you can trot. Trot is really good because trot, as, as bipedal animals, as, you know, we have two legs and we walk on, we understand the one, two, one, two, one, two as the horse trots. Yeah, I like that. So so the trot is good for you, and it gives you sufficient bounce because you should be having um, some shock absorption in the heel, also in the knee and the hip, but particularly in the heel. And so when you can develop that flexion, that work at the trot really drives that home, I find. Ah. You, don't have to, you don't have to stop working on your, on your heels when you leave your riding lesson, especially if you only ride once a week, and a lot of people do. You don't have to stop there. If you have stairs that you're at, it doesn't even have to be stairs. It can just be a step up to your front porch or a step up to the driveway, wherever. Get a, a telephone book. It doesn't matter. Just get <gasps> a telephone book. I like that. Around. Everybody's got one of those, and we don't use yep. them anymore. Not so much. <laughs> we don't yeah, use them. I do. I, I do, but I'm old-fashioned like that. So stand and make sure you have something to hold on to with your hands because we don't want anybody to fall and, you know, crack their head open. Wear your helmet from, for this, from folks. Standing, yeah, from standing on their phone book. Uh, put the ball of your foot on the edge of your step or your phone book or whatever it is you're using. Just the same place you would put your stirrup, and you're going to stand up. Stretch up as far as you can on your toes, and then you're going to drop down as far as you can. You don't want to do this fast. You can hold for a count of three, a count of five, whatever works for you. Just don't yank up and down. And do this while you're watching TV. Do it as, as many times as you can do it, uh-huh. a couple times over the day. Cool. What I used to do when I was in school also is I'd, I'd put my feet up on the desk in front of me and just jam my heels down as far as I could. Yeah, you would do that. Class. Yeah, you would yep. do that. At, at yeah. the, and also at the kneelers in church. And basically <laughs> oh, there you go. For, for all of our Catholic friends out there, yep. make use of that yep. kneeler. <laughs> yep. I mean, any, any, any time I was sitting still, I was like, what can I do to, to work on? Because I was an equitation rider. What can I do to really work on my heels all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time? Uh, and so that's what I did. Um, and this, this up and down exercise, you can do this on your horse as well. Uh, you can do it, I recommend it at the halt, uh, up on your toes all the way in the stirrups, and then down as far as you can go, and then up as far as you can go, and hold it and down as far as you can go. And then you your ideal place will be from the middle to a little below the middle is going to be 
Mm-hmm. Ideal to have those heels down. Cool. Well, that's a great exercise. Um, one of the things that helped me out because I fit into the um, fusion category, having mm. busted up my ankles pretty seriously, I struggled a lot with getting my heels down. Mm-hmm. And two of the things that were suggested to me quite some time ago that made a big difference um, because I had a healing process where I What's the word I'm looking for? I compensated for broken parts. Oh, yes. You don't realize you continue to compensate. So yep. if even you even after you're healed, even after you're healed, I used the telephone book method. In my case, I used a two by four, mm-hmm. so that the 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 two was where my the ball of my foot went, not the four. So right. it was stable. And I would assume the trotting position. I would do. I would practice posting trot with the balls of my feet on a two by four. Oh wow! And I learned to find the muscles on the front of my calf. If you curl your toes up towards the top of your shoes, the muscles in the front of your calf engage, so you can find mm-hmm. those. And I learned to find them, and then I learned to relax them because they were compensating for previous injuries and they would become tight when my heels would go down as a protective reaction. I didn't realize I was doing it. So once I learned to find the muscles, then I had to be, learn how to relax them, which was a lot harder. And that made a big difference because (laughs) it went from heels that functioned. I got my heels down a tiny bit and they functioned to having heels that would stay down and add security to my seat. So it it really stepped things up a notch. And the other thing I learned to do was I learned to put my stirrup iron straight across the ball of my foot Mm -hmm. instead of having the inside bar close to the butt. Yeah. The outside bar up there, my pinky toe, my my heels stay down 30% better when it is straight across my foot. Hmm. Now, something that, and I've, I did the opposite. I had tore all the ligaments in my ankle. And when I broke my ankle, mercifully, it was about a half inch above the joint. So my ankles got floppier as time went. Because um, <laughs> you completely destroyed them. They just became just floppy like, and useless. They just hung there. <laughs> but even even before then, I was always in the camp, I guess, because I was sitting in church, pushing my heels down on the kneelers, um, where my heels would get to the point where they were down. So far, I would lose the flexibility, and I had to work on, on keeping them. Yes, some people uh, do have that problem where their heels yes. are down too much. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but what – and when I was in high school was about the time that all those, you know, new fangled stirrups came out with the mm-hmm. movable uh, tread. You know what I'm talking yep, about? The flexible stirrup irons. Yep. You're not quite the flexible. Well, they were flexible, but they would like the, the, the foot would, would, you know, move back and forth and mm-hmm. all this. And I have bad knees and I'll tell you what has worked for a lot of my girls that have difficulty and pain in the ankle is to try the double offset stirrups. Oh, which are so hard to find. Very uh, hard to find. Yeah. And pretty much I think Steuben is the only one that's really making them anymore. Yeah. Um, Or the Herm Springer, Mm -hmm. you know, flexi ones with the little rubber bits. With the little rubber bits. Yes. Yes. Uh, And the knockoffs. And those have, have helped some people, not all people, but they have helped some people, and those are pricey. So if you can find someone at your barn that has a pair to let you try, it might help you. And I, I agree with you 100%. You, and you, it seems like the folks that I know 
who have tried them in all of their incarnations, the first time you ride in them, you will know whether or not they're going to help. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a great thing to borrow. Love it or hate it. Yes. And (laughs) the first time I ever rode in a pair, I loved them. Yes. And I just recently replaced mine because they were about 25 years old. And you can't see inside where the little rubber thing covers up the flexing part. Mm-hmm. I was just really convinced that they were worn out inside. Uh, <laughs> so I bought a new pair. Uh, and I bought a pair of the old-fashioned ones, and they were the first ones to come out quite some time yeah. ago, where there's just a simple pin hinge on the footbed. Like yeah. And it only tips at about, mm, yep. you know, a little bit. And I, I got those, uh, I believe, oh, Roma might make them. One of the weather beater companies really? makes them. And I got those and I appreciate them just as much as I did the more expensive ones with the little rubbery sleeves. So again, if, if you have trouble and you have ankles that are by nature stiff, have been injured and things like that, it's, it might be worth your time to beg, borrow or steal. A, well, pair of, steel, but yeah. <laughs> a pair of stirrup. Borrow uh, for short term. Yeah. Borrow for short term. <laughs> offer that person a Starbucks and see yep. if that can help you in that direction. If you by nature have poor balance and you are compensating by gripping your knees and pushing mm. your toes down, they're really not going to help much. But they can help yeah, relieve some of that problem. Yeah, some of that anxiety and, and get you going in the right direction. So hopefully, Tabby, that helps you out. Uh, I that, hope so. That is Hopefully thir- she'll let us know uh, what works for her. Yeah, let us know and, and put it on our Facebook page. And that is 13 Minutes About Stirrup Irons. Coming up now, we have our guest, Leslie Stevenson. She is my virtual eventing coach. I didn't know you even had one. That was news <laughs> She could be to yours, too. She could be yours, too. <laughs> um, Leslie has – she's got a great website. It is full of information and resources. But I'd have to say the most effective tool that she's discovered and has been using is Facebook. Her training posts, videos, images – training tips and advice and personal philosophies have been uh, falling into my Facebook newsfeed for over a year now. And, you know, I'm a really hard person to impress, especially when it comes to training. And I do not miss a single post. You know, she, to me, she could never post too too often. Um, So Leslie, acting as my virtual eventing coach, she's been riding for almost 30 years and teaching for about 20. She has worked with and underneath the guidance of some of the top horsemen and women in the world, including Jimmy Wofford and Ralph Hill. She's worked with Lucinda Green, Ginny Lang, Bruce Bruce Davidson, Ted Coffin, Janet Black, and Jim Graham, just to name a few. (coughs) A few big names there. (laughs) Um, Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in eventing, Leslie had a lot of wins and top placings at every level. level. She was USCT longlisted in the early 2000s. Uh, she competed at Radnor, Fairhill. Um, she's, she's been up and down the eventing list. She has a very unique and successful history with her students as well, who she's brought up through the highest levels in the sport of eventing. What I think makes her great and what she, what she writes herself is that her analytical personality and ability to break down and explain the minutia involved in riding is absolutely her greatest asset. I know Coach Jen is a lot like that too, Glenn. She's, that's one of the things that I love about her. You just get super analytical about not only the hows of riding but the whys of riding, which to me is an extremely effective way of teaching. So we are going to welcome – Leslie Stevenson, my virtual eventing coach. And this segment is brought to you by 
horse quencher. Is your horse not drinking enough? Whether it's from weather changes, minor illnesses, trailer and traveling stress, there are many reasons you will have a horse refuse to drink sufficiently. Yet being fully hydrated is the first line of defense against minor issues becoming major. There is a product that helps even the pickiest of drinkers drink more, all-natural horse quencher. Listen to what four-in-hand champion Chester Weber has to say about it. Since I was introduced to Horse Quencher, I've been wildly impressed with its ability to keep the horses in the water buckets drinking, and it's given me real peace of mind. One often doesn't know they need a product until they're introduced to it, and this was a product I didn't I didn't know I needed at all, but due to the traveling that we, we do, it, uh, it's been really helpful. It's also been very helpful with horses that, you know, are a little colicky or something like that. We'll always hang in buckets um, in their stall, you know, they'll drink more, and their general health will just be better. Take it from Chester Weber. Horse Quencher is the all-natural product you want to help your horses drink as much as they should. Find it at your local feed store or tack shop or online at horsequencher.com. That's horsequencher.com. So welcome, Leslie, to the Stable Scoop Radio Show. I have this, like, strange desire to kick Glenn off the show and just pick your brain about training tips. She likes to do that every week, Leslie. So, <laughs> so I, you know, what's funny is this is one of the th- great things about Facebook. I found you through a friend of mine. We have sort of similar horse management, riding training philosophies. And I saw that he was following you or he would like or comment on some of the posts that you would make. And then I clicked on over to your Facebook page and just fell in love. There's so much helpful information. But one of the things that I love best about you is you just have this very down-to-earth, practical, analytical approach to explaining riding. Have you always been that way? Yes, actually, I think I have. I have that kind of personality. And uh, I've been fascinated with the sport and horses my whole life. So um, it's something I'm always thinking about. Now, did you, you rode and, and you competed for many years. And as a lot of our coaches do, you transition into, into the teaching aspect. Um, did you always know that you wanted to teach? Or was it just sort of something that you fell into and, you know, accidentally discovered that you were really good at it? Uh, yes, I've always known that I wanted to teach. Um, I've had as I've been equally as passionate about that as I have been riding, um, and then over the years I have a bad back, so that's kind of really helped me transition into more teaching than riding. But I've always enjoyed it, and um, I get great pleasure out of watching horses and riders learn and improve. You're an inventor. You have a bad something. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most inventors well, have a bad everything after a period of time. <laughs> except attitude. Except, except attitude. attitude. Yeah, but everything else hurts on a daily basis. <laughs> right. Everything else hurts. Yeah. Yeah. You're just happy to be alive, yes. so your attitude's all good. You're like, I got up out of bed this morning. That's right. I don't have a cast on today. I'm doing great. <laughs> so, do you have your own farm? Do you ride and train out of your own place? No, I actually don't have my own farm. Um, I just board and train out of a farm locally and uh, travel around to teach and do clinics. And that's mostly in the eventing world or exclusively in the eventing world? 
Uh, eventing, dressage, and, and show jumping. Okay. So the, the umbrella, the umbrella of the, yes. the eventing yes. room. Yes. But I, and, I definitely have some clients that are straight dressage. Oh, well, we'll forgive you for that. <laughs> okay. That's good. <laughs> what do you, so what, what inspired you to go from, you know, the, the real live in-person training and teaching to taking your lessons online? Well, really, I was um, thinking about writing a book called Getting Started in the Sport of Eventing for, for riders who were just picking it up, and that was my, my main idea at first. And when I pitched the idea to the leading equine publisher in this country, he basically told me not to bother. He said that people don't uh, read how-to books anymore now that everything's online. All mm. the information is online, and that kind of gave me the idea that... Um, this is an untapped resource for people learning to ride. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, I really thought that, you know, that it might be worth something trying. And, and it, it definitely, it's been definitely it, a little slow to catch on, but now it's, it's really taking off. And people are really figuring out that it's quite useful um, assistance to their training program. Well, I, I'll give you our listeners an example of one of your tips. I mean, and this is just a, a very, this is one of the gazillions that are out there. Um, you posted on Sunday, for those of you who don't get a lot of riding time but want to build up strength in your legs, riding in a standing position while pedaling on a bicycle works the leg muscles in a similar way to riding. You know, I, it's just such a small little detail, but it's it really, like, how great. You know, you can't ride or you're on a vacation someplace where you can't ride and you have a bicycle, you can keep those legs nice and strong. I love that. Right. Now, do you get questions like that? Like what can I, what kinds of strengthening exercises can I do when I can't ride? Yes. That particular um, tip came to me through a question, but sometimes there are just things that pop into my head. But yeah, I did have, have someone ask that day um, that they had, they said they have some students who can only ride once a week and you know, don't even own their own horse ride, school horses, and they're having a lot of trouble building leg strength because it's really hard when you only ride once a week. So, um, you know, that popped into my head is, is, you know, I used to work out quite hard myself to stay fit enough to ride my horse, who was very strong cross-country, and I used to do that. I used to stand in my stirrups and bike for 30 miles, and um, that, you know, that made your legs really strong. Um, so that, you know, a lot of times I get my inspiration from teaching or from questions that people send to me. Now, and then it, sometimes it's just a thought that pops into my head. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you, is, uh, do you find a trend? Is there, is there an area, because, you know, you deal with, with all levels of riders, but I'm sure a lot uh, of beginners and lower level riders, is there something that's pretty common that you see that, uh, that they have trouble with? I would say confidence is the number one mm. issue. I was expecting uh, that, actually. Yes. You know, it's, it's such a demanding sport, and the odds are that riders are going to have confidence issues with at least one of the three phases. And um, that, that's definitely the number one question or issue that I deal with. You know, we had Tanya Johnston on, who uh, is a sports psychologist. We had her on the morning show the other day. And we had this conversation with her, and you know she deals with all disciplines and 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 again she she answered the same thing as confidence and you know we we sometimes assume that 
that, uh, you know, if you're at the lower levels, you're having confidence issues. And if you're at the higher levels, you're not. But, you know, professionals in, in all sports and professionals in ours, too, uh, run into confidence issues. They have something that happens that, uh, you know, they have to they have to build their confidence back up again. It's not just, uh, you know, at the lower levels. Definitely. I think the upper level riders just hide it a little better, but they, they deal with some of the same issues that the lower level <laughs> riders do. That's a good way of putting it. They do hide it a little better. <laughs> They've been gritting their teeth a little bit longer and over bigger jumps. Yes. Yeah, they have stomach ache. They get the butterflies, too. They, oh, just, yes. they, they just don't announce it to the world like uh, we do when we're at a horse show and go, oh, I can't stand this when I'm right here. <laughs> you know, we're doing it vocally. They're just hiding it. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> So how do you, the, one of the things that I always found really interesting in like training tips or this, the ability to, you know, ask questions of a trainer or a teacher is, you know, you've got people who are brand new to horses or who have a lot less experience than others. And so they're asking you these very basic questions like, why does my horse, why doesn't my horse go forward? And there are, you know, you need to have an hour long conversation to find out what the rider is doing, right? Before you can answer that question. How do you, um, because you're, you're, you're publishing your, your tips to a broad audience, how do you find that niche between, you know, appealing to the experienced rider, but making it easy enough to understand to, you know, the, the beginner? Well, I think as the old saying goes, the, the better you know something, the easier it is to explain. So, like I said, because I've I've always been thinking about stuff like this, I can really break the tips down so that they're just very basic information, and I think that makes it usable to everybody at every level. And um, I find that if it's if some people don't understand, they'll they'll ask, and and then I can just clarify. Um, you know, that way I that way I'm exactly addressing the confusion that they have. And I noticed that on on your website you have a section where people can submit videos and and tell you about issues that you're having and you address it that way. That has to, you know, that that's so nice that we can actually do that stuff now. Yes. I think that like I said I think people are slow to catch on that that can be so helpful, but it really can. I think that riders watching themselves on video along with reading the comments that I make, um you know, that's almost as as efficient as taking a lesson you you can really get a lot out of that and sometimes more so because when you really see yourself doing it doing whatever you know you're doing wrong um, that is very eye-opening you know I, I remember myself that when I was learning to ride someone would tell me over and over sit up sit up sit up and you know I've heard it a million times and the first time I saw myself riding on tape where I was leaning too far forward I was like wow I need to sit up (laughs) <laughs> right. So, right. you know, a lot of times you seeing it versus hearing it while you're taking a lesson and then being told that you're leaning too far forward, it just it hits home with you more and, and you really will um, be able to make that change from that day on. Like, wow, you know, she's right. I really am leaning forward or whatever the case may be. And there's, you know, teaching writing is is unique in that you, you have to, on the fly, explain to your student either one, how to cue the horse and then how to get their body to do that cue. So, you know, you have to teach somebody how to feel something f- without touching them. You, you know, you might be standing in the middle of the ring and, you know, you're saying, you know, inside leg 
you know, put some inside leg on and they're using the wrong part of their leg or they're, they don't have the right pressure or whatever. So it's really, you, you have to, your brain has to work. Well, your brain is working fast, but your mouth has to catch up. Right. <laughs> right. Um, right. so, so one of the, the posts that I saw on your Facebook page was, um, you wrote as a rider, you are where your center of gravity is, not where your shoulders are. And, you know, that alone is a great, that, that's a great phrase. You, you can visualize, the rider can visualize that and right. think about where his or her shoulders are. But what I loved best about that post was that some other people chimed in about how their bodies don't always do what they think what they want their bodies to do. You know, it's like your shoulders kind of have a mind of their own and your seat has a mind of its own. And I had this sense of community and support and camaraderie. Like we're all out there trying to get our bodies to do these things and then to get our horses bodies to do these things. And you're sort of leading this community in that way. Do you, do you get that sense that it's very supportive? Yes, definitely. And that's another, another thing I've been really trying to achieve with the website. I think that uh, the riders can take solace in the fact that other riders struggle with the same issues they they have. You know, they're not alone with whatever they're struggling with, and um, that that helps them in the confidence area, and it it helps inspire them to keep going. And a lot of times, riders will learn just as much from another rider who makes a comment on something I say, because. You know they're at that same level with with the rider that just made a comment, and they can relate to that. Um, so they they really help each other. That's why I like to regularly post things about okay, tell us what's the latest biggest thing that you learned, your latest aha moment, because something very basic, um, you know, will will give someone else a light bulb moment. Hey, that that's exactly what I need to do, or I I I get that. That makes sense. And I think that, you know, it's definitely an area that has been untapped in the past where riders can sit and pick other riders' brains, you know, at off the horse at, at night, you know, in the evening when they're sitting watching TV with, in their pajamas. And I think that it's a huge asset to improving your riding. And um, everybody should take advantage of it. Well, I... I could not agree more. I know there are some times where you want to take that light bulb and hit people over the head with it. (laughs) (laughs) And you do a very good job of staying diplomatic in your pose. Um, But I, so I'm a fan and I definitely want to encourage our stable scoop listeners to check out my virtual eventing coach online as well as on Facebook, where I, I believe is the, some of the richest content you have available. And I think, too, um, Helena, that this is, you know, not just for eventers, but it, uh, no matter what, even if you're, you know, a trail rider, uh, you, can, you can learn stuff by uh, checking this out and watching the videos and, and, and reading all of the posts. Uh, it really applies to any kind of riding. You know. Yeah, there's no there's no gimmick. There's no like, yeah. you know, you, you're not trying to sell a system or, you know, coordinated training roads. What do you mean? Or, I don't have to buy the DVDs? <laughs> 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 well, we want to leave that open for her if she uh, decides to go, uh, go there in the future. Uh, but I have to say, it, so there, there's no gimmick. There's no catch. It's just it's practical training advice, which you're right, Glenn, I think applies to, to any discipline because it's just so um, – I don't want to say broad. Would you call it broad, Leslie? I yeah. almost want to call it basic. 
Right. I mean, well, that's the thing about eventing is that, you know, you need to have a really strong base of a foundation of your training. And, and I think that makes it broad because yeah. every good rider in every discipline should should have that base of, of good horsemanship. Yeah. Great. Well, we're going to post links to your website as well as to where people can find you on Facebook. And it's Leslie Stevenson, my virtual eventing coach. Leslie, thank you so much for joining us on Stable Scoop today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Well, that was fun. That was a, a good to hear from Leslie and learn all about that and, and your coach, your virtual eventing coach. Well, next up, we are going to have our Tack and Habit segment and... T- a little smelly this week. (laughs) This Tack and Habit segment is sponsored by Sparkle and Boom, new media marketing support for the small business owner. Visit them online at sparkleandboom.com. So today's product is near and dear to my heart because it gets rid of the stink. <laughs> See, I stink told you I it. wasn't right. I was right. It's, it's anti-stink. Stink A. It's Moss Natural. Well, Moss Naturals is the name of the brand. Moss Naturals Fresh Rider Deodorizing Mist. And the one that I'm recommending is the Vanilla Lavender fragrance. Now, wait a minute. Fresh Rider Deodorizing Mist. So is this something you actually put by the door of the house so that when your wife walks in from cleaning the barn, you just spray her? Yep. No. Yep. <laughs> it's really not, is it? So here's... here's <laughs> I was joking about that. I didn't think it was really true. Well, no, it's, it's true. It's true. And here's... Because I love this stuff so much, um, I wrote a little segment for our friends at Chasing a Fox in a Little Black Dress. Um, so I'm going to read that for you because it's just, it comes from the heart. I freaking love this stuff. It's stinky time, right? Okay. Ha ha ha. It's summer. No matter where you live, it's summer. I don't care if you're in Alaska, it's still summer. That means you get bugs, heat, sweat, and odors. I mean, even if you go out on like a quiet summer hack, you come back with a damp, smelly helmet or sticky breeches. And then, of course, we don't even want to discuss the odor that's coming from your boots, which could really knock out a few large farm animals. So I had the opportunity to try this misty spray deodorizing stuff recently. And, yes, it was the vanilla lavender. I want to say flavor, but it's not flavor. (laughs) The vanilla lavender scent. We'll put it that way. Vanilla lavender scent. And it's awesome. Now, is it real perfumey, you know, like all over perfumey? No, and that's what I love about it um, because I, I, I have a very low tolerance for perfumes, perfumes. Like I can't even walk through like the, the perfume section of Macy's. It's funny that you brought this up because on Sunday we had this great idea that we would uh, clean the carpets in the house. Yeah. And we used this really perfumey stuff. And for two days now, I've been sitting in the studio with my eyes watering, the fans going, the windows open at 95 degrees. It's just been awful. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. I mean, we even I use um, I use these like Febreze vacuum cleaner bags in my vacuum, oh, really? and you know it does it helps with the odors, but it's just so perfumey. It's just so like synthetic. It, it's mm-hmm. kind of freaky. So this stuff, the Moss Naturals, is 
like it's soy based. It's all eco-friendly. It's super green. And, you know, that that comes off in the scent. It doesn't really it doesn't smell chemically, (laughs) chemically or perfuming. So I put it on my helmet inside my boots my tack trunk, which is disgusting in the summertime. It smells so gross. And Grace's closet, which is, I don't know which is worse, my tack trunk or Grace's closet. The kids' I closet. Literally, well, she throws, yeah, exactly. She throws everything in there and, um, like, everything in there. After and Lord a show, knows what's underneath all those clothes in the bottom back corner of the closet. Yeah, could exactly. Be food, it could be anything. So yeah, I mean she'll she'll like take her show clothes off and throw everything in there. So I literally just like open the door, <laughs> close my right. eyes, turn my head away, I, <laughs> and then I went back like an hour later, and it was awesome. All you could smell was like the wood from the closet doors, you know. It even covers up the old dead hot pockets that are underneath all the clothes that never got half eaten. You think that's a joke? <laughs> You think that's a joke because it's not. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's it's all natural. No one's going to be sprouting any extra fingers or toes after they use it. You know, it's it's green. Um, seriously, I want to spray it on everything. Where I'm going to like buy it. Where do you dog. get it? It's online. You can get it. We have um, we can put a link up to Equestrian Collections carries it. And it's like nine ninety five for a bottle. So it's really not. It's not expensive. Well, that's I'd, about what we pay for the pet stuff that, you know, we buy the natural, na- nature's miracle pet stuff. Yeah. For when your pets have an accident. That stuff's a $12 a bottle or something. Yeah. This yeah. is nine ninety five for, well, it might be 12 ounces. So it's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good deal. But I, I'm, now I haven't, they have another one. There's like a minty scent, but I haven't tried that one. But the vanilla lavender is to die for. Well, so now I'm going to have to get some. <laughs> yeah. Moss Naturals Fresh Rider Deodorizing Mist in Vanilla Lavender. And what a great gift idea for that. Uh, for, no, forget that. I'll take that back. It kind of sends the wrong message, I guess. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Sorry, everybody. All right. Uh, that was terrific. That is a good product. That's a great product for all the horse husbands out there. Just Horse husbands? Oh, and it's for their stinky wives? Oh, you're in trouble, man. Horse you're husband lucky. recommended this product, right? You stamp are so of approval. Lucky. I need Your to make a stamp. Husband. You know, one of those official looking stamps that says horse husband recommended uh, or something like that. Horse husband approved. I need to do that. I need a stamp. Yes, you do. Horse has been approved. <laughs> Thank you, Helena. That's terrific. We'll post links to that. You confuse me. You confound me, man. Well, Glenn, another show has come and gone. Yeah, but boy, do we smell good. <laughs> Vanilla lavender. We smell wonderful at the end of this show. Hey, <laughs> right, I like that. I don't know what to say exactly. Oh, I'm dying in this studio, let me tell you. It's like a smell. Ugh, I don't know oh. what they put in that carpet cleaning stuff, but it's about to kill me. I know. You might be careful when you stand up. Don't stand up too fast. You might fall over. I actually, t- you know, I did the morning show yesterday, and in between recordings I had yesterday, I took my computer out of the office and went somewhere else just because I just couldn't stand it. It was awful. <laughs> Today it's a little bit better. By tomorrow it'll probably be okay, but whew. 
Terrible. Well, that's well, it for this week, Helena. We're going to be sure to log in uh, next week for another Stable Scoop show. And for all the links about today's show, everything we talked about and our guests and all that stuff, products, you can find them at StableScoop.com. You can listen to all our past episodes there as well. And you can, uh, you can download all the show through iTunes. Just search for Stable Scoop in the podcast section, hit subscribe, and you can, it'll be automatically downloaded to your uh, iPhone or your iPod or your iPad every week. So it's automatic. You don't have to worry about remembering to do it. And You'll you know, always have something new to listen to while you're mucking stalls. That's right. And, you know, 60% of our people now listen through iTunes. Um, and of course, in the next couple of weeks, we announced last week we're going to have, and I'm doing the final. We're doing the final checks on it now. Uh, we're going to have a new app that'll be available for iPhones or Android phones. So you'll be able to listen to its Horse Radio Network app, and it's very simple and easy. All the shows will be on there. You'll be able to listen to all of the different shows either by streaming. You can stream them through your phone, or you can download them and listen to them anytime, even if you don't have a phone connection. You can do that on an airplane or whatever. So that's going to be available to you, and it's very simple and easy to use and has all of our shows and episodes. So that's coming up. We'll let you know. Excellent, excellent. And you can find all the information about today's guests at StableScoop.com. Um, what else? That's it. That's it. Let's well, call it a week. Yeah, that's plenty. There will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. <laughs>